Hello and welcome to this exciting episode, this trailer, this trailer episode, episode. Con, uh, episode of Pop Salsa. I was already going to jump into the Brazil uh, Brazilian Comic Con, but I am your host, like like always, Joel, accompanied by my good buddy Ernesto. Hey, everyone. Today, like I mentioned before, sorry, I just cut you off in no, your introduction. <laughs> uh, like I mentioned uh, just a couple seconds ago, Comic Con in Brazil. Mm. Brazilian comic, Brazil comic con. <laughs> Brazilian, it's, it's, it's weird, right? It's like a weird. It, yeah, it's not very the destination that mm. I think at the top of my head. It's like, well, uh, Brazil, obviously, I'm sure it's beautiful, beautiful and all yeah. that stuff. But the the flow of words, oh, like you yeah. say, L.A. Comic Con, San Diego Comic Con, Brazil Comic Con. It feels <laughs> like it's there's something missing, you know? Right. But did you know that there was Brazilian Comic Con uh, going on right now? No, I didn't. Yeah, yeah I, did. I, I heard the rumblings on the Twitters, mm-hmm. on the Twitterverse, and I was like, oh, that's cool. It's, I think it's called the Comic-Con Experience Brazil or something like that. That sounds interesting. Yeah, it sounds like, uh, like kind of like a, uh, a a Disney ride or something, like the experience, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like yeah. High um, mountain experience. Yeah, I mean, that, that kind of raises like a little question here is like, would it be- would it benefit the Comic Con you know convention to have it be individually named rather than named after the city? Mm, that's a good point. Like back in the day, LA Comic Con was, was Stanley's Comic Con. Stanley's Kamikaze, right? WonderCon is right. another one, you know, and stuff like that, where it has a proper name rather than just being LA Comic Con or San Diego Comic Con and stuff like that. You know? Yeah, that's that's a good point. I, I do like uh, how Brazil went around this because, mm-hmm. I, like you said, it does feel like Brazil Comic Con, but like the experience, it feels unique. Yeah. yeah. It feels different. It feels fresh to some extent. LA Comic Con, eh. Yeah. You know, but you have Kamikaze, oh. Yeah, Kamikaze gave it a little more interesting perspective. So we have several trailers coming out of uh i keep want to say san diego comic no but it's a brazil comic con i guess yeah um a lot of marvel a lot of not dc right no no just marvel really. yeah just a lot of marvel oh, disney right disney it's, it's all the over the un, the underlining umbrella of disney you got uh indiana jones you got guardians of the galaxy 3 yes, uh, an ant-man yes. you know special look ret- retrospective type of thing going on and then we have two trailers that, even though they fall into the fandom mm-hmm. category, it's not comic book or, or superhero related. Right. We got the first one, which was Super Mario, mm. which looks fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, uh, I, I don't know if it's just me, but I don't really, I don't care much about the voice. Like, as, in, as in a way where I, I, it's not like it's a game changer. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? It's not like, oh, he doesn't have that voice. I'm not going to watch the film kind of deal. Yeah, I mean, but I also I get the sense that the all the stink that was being done by the voice, because Chris Pratt is voicing it, mm-hmm. was drummed up by John Leguizamo, because oh. he, he's constantly just <laughs> shit talking this film. He's like, dude, like what what's wrong with you, man? Like you want more representation, okay? But these characters are Italian, you know? right? They're Jap is a Japanese characters. Based off of Italian people, right. you know? it's it's a whole like yeah. what what's going on <laughs> exactly? Yeah, but I'm right there with you. the The trailer indicates that this movie has enough of the elements of what makes Mario, so that the voice isn't a thing. And it's a lot. Yes, it, it's it's a lot to the point where I'm like, oh wow, they're they're doing that, yeah, that kind of thing. Yeah, and for the the keen eye, there's Mario through 
the generations in this mm. trailer. Like you said, <laughs> that's that a good you point. Had, you had only played one Mario game, which is how? <laughs> how is that possible? So yeah, I've only played uh, the NES one because uh, that's all we could have, I guess. Because I was in the Philippines at that yeah. point, and there wasn't really much of a infrastructure of games. Mm-hmm. At least if you don't want like the real games and stuff. So all I had was was a uh, Mario. Was it like American versions or yeah. like Japanese versions? I, I don't know. That's a good point. Mm-hmm. I want to say American, uh, but it could as well be Japanese just because it's adjacent to yeah. our neighbors. Down the street. Yeah, down, pretty much down <laughs> the street. And that's all I played. And a lot of that kind of clicked in the trailer because there's one scene where Peach is like... Uh, Holding a, 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 was it fire flower? Yeah. That was called. And she's like throwing fireballs at people. And I was like, oh, that's pretty cool. Yeah. It, it, it looks like what the super uh, Sonic, mm. what the Sonic movie looks like. Yeah. All the elements of what makes up Sonic are there, which makes it fantastic. All you have to do is just put an inter- entertaining story together. Right. Yeah. Because <laughs> Sonic is just. Uh, what rings and mm-hmm. he's a blue hedgehog the blue hedgehog right? and yeah. and that that's generally you understand maybe tails or maybe knuckles to some extent yeah but yeah for mario i was surprised how many uh, nods there are like you said through the ages and there's one scene where at the beginning or there i don't know they're in a gladiatorial kind of ring and he's mm. and he's fighting donkey kong donkey obviously kong, yeah. and it's it's made like the original game yeah the right? original the donkey kong which if you don't know this, Donkey Kong was the first appearance of Mario. Mm. And then people were like, who's this little guy? And it spun off into this whole franchise. Right. So having the structure look like the ladders and the lattice of when when, when um, Donkey Kong's throwing the barrels. Right, right. Yeah. That type of noise and stuff like that. It was like, oh my God, this is amazing. Yeah, I see. I've only played one, but I, I get it in, in the whole zeitgeist, I guess, mm. in the pop culture sphere. Because even with uh, the... Um, the racing part, the yeah, Mario, Mario Kart, Kart yeah. yeah, the Mario Kart one. I was like, oh, it's it's freaking uh, the was it the Rainbow Rainbow Road Rainbow Road, right? Yeah. It was Rainbow Road because I I played it, but I was like, oh, this is a cool racing game, but I wasn't there really for the the nostalgia hit in the game. So it was an interesting and to see it like, oh, it's it's even there and just so many other carts yeah. and going around. Yeah, like um, Mario, the first Mario Kart I think came out on the SNES, mm. the Super Nintendo, not the original Nintendo. And, again, it was just all characters revolving around Mario World. And then as the generations progressed, the consoles got more advanced and stuff like that. Then they started incorporating more, mm-hmm. more characters. And and see, just seeing that Rainbow Road, seeing the on the cars, seeing everything. Oh, my God. It's just So amazing. it started hitting you all the time. So yeah. what other stuff that I, I might have missed? Um you picked up on the fl- on the flower. Yeah, the power, the, the flower. The s- Did they have a mushroom where he became bigger? I don't remember. I didn't see that, or but I would. Would that be weird to see him like eat a mushroom <laughs> and then suddenly become like do 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 like huge? I, I would just wait to like have it be that Mario eats a mushroom in the beginning of the movie, and then at the end we find out he was just tripping. <laughs> <laughs> that would be amazing, but I didn't see a mushroom. There was a lot. Of, I would have to like analyze it to see what sticks out for me but there was the the donkey kong was prevalent mario kart was prevalent the flower fire flower was prevalent yeah yeah um the the raccoon mask i mean the raccoon um oh hat right is that when he like flies or Mm -hmm. something like that yeah Yeah. see i remember i vaguely remember that yeah that was in i want to say we maybe maybe yeah like for me like I my my whole era of of Nintendo was the sixty four. Mm-hmm. Um, I had 
played a little bit in the GameCube, but for me it was always a 64. So mm. anything past that, I'm kind of like... Uh, um, <laughs> Understandable. Yeah. <laughs> so obviously just because like Mario is such... So prevalent in pop culture and stuff like you can't, especially like being video game nerds like that, that we are, we can't really get away from it. Yeah. So we pay attention, we see and stuff like that. So seeing stuff like that being shown in the movie is just amazing, you know. Yeah. I, you want to talk about fan service? Oh my gosh! Yeah. <laughs> see, when I, when I watched it, I was telling Joel, uh, "Is it really fan service?" And and then now that I think about it, there's so much. Yeah. <laughs> there's so much like. I think there's a scene where it shows the Koopa army and then there's like a bomb bill. So I think a, a mm-hmm. bomb ob, you know, yeah. just walking bombs. Like there's one there. I was like, what the heck? And then they're weaponizing these characters from a game. I remember. <laughs> and it, it, it is a lot of fan service. Uh, but do you think that it's kind of like Sonic where the fans will only kind of understand it kind of way? Because in Sonic, you get a general idea. And yeah. here you kind of get a general idea. But if you dig deeper, you'd see like like the bomb obs kind of like there. And maybe there's going to be booze as well with yeah. Luigi's uh, mansion part. Yeah. Right? W- without a doubt, it's going to be, you know, very... For like the super fans, they're mm-hmm. going to pick up on everything. Mm-hmm. Which is what the, the movie really is. Kind of, I feel like it's kind of tailored for, mm-hmm. even though I could see this is a perfect launching pad for like a younger generation to hop into the video games and stuff like that. So yeah. thinking about it, like when you're making a movie, a video game movie, I think the more ma- fan service you have, the better it's going to be. Is it? Really? Just because, like, especially when the the stories aren't that all com- complex. Oh, yeah. Like, you look at Sonic and you look at Mario. You have to rescue the princess. That's really... That's it. That's it. And maybe eat a mushroom. Yeah. <laughs> Throw so, fireballs at people. Right. <laughs> so, when the story is so straightforward, A to B, you have something... You have to throw in something to, like, fluff it up a bit. So, mm-hmm. why not fan service? Yeah, that's a good point. Because with Sonic, I, I haven't watched the second one, but the first one, there there was a lot of things if you think deeper. Like, oh my gosh, really? They talked about that kind of thing. Yeah. So when it comes to Mario, uh, the, see, fan service, we, we notice what it is, right? Because it's very prevalent. Like, you know, Captain America or any other scene in like video games. Yeah. That's like typical fan service because, you know, people would understand that. But when it comes to Mario... I feel like it's so detached from that kind of mainstreaminess that mm-hmm. it doesn't. It it just seems like service instead of fan service. Yeah, it's it's going to be an interesting movie without yeah. a doubt. Um, there's obviously a lot of hesitance mm. in people, like the voice is one. Even though I completely feel it's a hundred percent manufactured. Yeah, but. I guess what what the, the, the Bane thing is going to be like, is it going to be like a Pokemon movie? Hmm. Where it just, like, all the elements are there, but what is it? Pokemon? You know, like, that right. type of thing. So, I'm, I wasn't really all that excited the first, when I first heard about this, mm-hmm. this project. But the the second trailer is like. Yeah, the second trailer is really good. Yeah. It, it's, it's really good, and it does get me hyped up for it. Yeah. Because it seems like. Mario and to some extent Luigi is are like fishes out of water. Mm-hmm. I love that story. I love that just <laughs> because the, that's us. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, they're supposed to be you know the new person looking in, but you you're putting that on the main character. Yeah. It's called Super Mario Brothers, right? So uh, to to have that point of view with Peach kind of guiding Mario and like this is our world, and I I'm really excited. Yeah, like, it's it's gonna it looks 
amazingly yeah. fun, if anything. I'm yeah. not going to say, oh, yeah, this is going to win Oscars up this. Because <laughs> it's probably not going to, but mm. it's going to be fun. Yeah. Um, next trailer. This is all you. Because <laughs> you are... <laughs> I Transformers know. fan number one. I already know. I already know. Okay, so they they dropped the Transformers. Uh, I think Rise of the Beasts mm -hmm. it's called, and it's essentially uh, Gen Two, which are like the Predacons, right? These are kind of animal versions of the. It's which one were the dinosaurs? The di that's them. That's still yeah, them. that was them. Yeah. Um, okay. I don't know much about Gen Two because it, it's very time travely. Mm -hmm. Because in, in Gen 1, essentially, you know, they, the arc with Optimus Prime, they crash onto Earth, right? Yeah. But G Gen 2 is what if they never woke up kind of thing. Like Optimus Prime? Yeah, Optimus, Optimus, the Optimus Prime. Autobots? Yeah, the Autobots, like, never kind of awoken or, or they're, they're found by... Because the Predacons are the predecessors to them. Mm -hmm. So they're, like, they're kind of like the second generation, but not really because they're kind of so like... A prequel? Yeah, a prequel sequel yeah. kind of thing. And so in the trailer... It shows uh, Ron Perlman voicing uh, Optimus Primal, which is his name, which is the giant gorilla. The giant gorilla. It's a okay. giant gorilla. So it's it's it's. I, I'm gonna go everywhere. I, yeah. I don't know. I really don't know where to go. Just but start from the beginning. Yeah, Optimus Prime is in it, which is freaking awesome. A lot of the Autobots, Mirage, RC is in it, which is really cool. So a lot of the Gen One, and they look they look amazing. Yeah, and then you have the Predacons, which uh, this shows up, and it's uh, I think I don't know Optimus Primal's there, which is essentially the equivalent of Optimus Prime. Yeah, the one thing that I noticed mm -hmm. was that they kind of reverted back to like the shiny jagged metal. Yeah, with him, with with uh, the, the gorilla, the gorilla, well, all the ones that are, that are animals. Right. Yeah. The, the ones that that still had like that classic uh, Transformers look from Bumblebee. Yeah. Was, the, was, was Bumblebee the and, and, the and well, I only saw uh, I only really got a good look at, at Bumblebee and mm. Optimus Prime. Yeah, and they were still like the square everything stuff. Yeah. It wasn't like shiny jagged metal yeah, that, and stuff like that, that. That's a good point. They do the animals do kind of look like the Bayverse kind of Transformers. Yeah, but I, I feel like that fits more just because they're a completely different entity, not just like cars that look shiny metal and stuff yeah. like that. So that that's that what I do see the parallels with that. Uh, it, it it didn't really do a lot of its story. The trailer did. Mm -hmm. All I know is that the Terracons are there, which are like uh, the main baddie. Those are like the evil robots, essentially. Okay, so in <laughs> so I'm trying to oh Jesus, so it's the Autobots and the Decepticons. Decepticons, right? And then it's this one. It's the it's the Terracons. Terracons yeah. and the and the Beastacons. Beast, no. Yeah, Prime. Primal cons or something Prime. like that. Yeah, I forgot the name already. Okay, <laughs> but uh, the, it's the animal equivalent of the Autobots. Yeah, uh, the Predacons. Predacons. Yeah, they're, they're the Predacons. Okay, so what? So Gen One is your thing, right? Yeah, it's up, it's up your alley completely. So when you have the 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 trying to disconnect from the Michael Bay verse, you know, mm -hmm. the one, two, three, four, five. Seven. Uh, how many? How many Michael Bay? I feel like there's like six or seven. Six, because yeah. there was Transformers, Transformers, Dark, Dark Side of the, of the Moon, Moon uh, Revenge of the Fallen, Revenge of the Fallen, Last Night, Last Night, uh, Return, is it Revenge, Revenge, <laughs> Rises. I don't know. Um, so, how do you would you handle like to have that disconnect? Because obviously mm -hmm. Michael Bay is a producer in some way, but he doesn't really have the hand in it like he would, right? Yeah, like he did, you know. 15 years ago right so what would you do to separate 
So you don't have that correlation. Uh, just build on Optimus. Build on Optimus. Build on the characters. Optimus Prime, Prime. or yeah, Op- Optimus okay. Prime. Yeah, Optimus Prime. Uh, there has to be an, a human element because in the original ones you have uh, Witwicky, mm-hmm. uh, not Sam not Sam, Sam but Witwicky. but the, yeah. you know his family kind of deal. Uh, I, f- I forget their names, but they had a human element because yeah. that's what the that's the first interaction they did after escaping Cybertron. So you'd have to build on the Autobots themselves. Because I feel like the, the Bayverse kind of just made them, you know, good versus evil, period. Mm-hmm. That's really, that's all you do. And then you have the humans who kind of eject emotion into that. But the Optimus Prime, and especially the, the voice actor of Optimus Prime, has enough gravitas to bring that character to life. Is it still the same guy? Yeah. Okay. As much as I could, yeah, he, I believe it's still the same guy. It sounded like him. Yeah, I mean, like, that dude has essentially a job till death, right? Yeah, <laughs> pretty uh, much. Yeah, yeah. he's, he's going to be the voice of Optimus until... And, and they need to have an, a third movie so that Megatron comes in and, you know, Optimus. Because you can tell that it's not... Well, for me, I can tell it's not if it's it's not him. Yeah. So to be able to separate, you have to build on him. Mm-hmm. Optimus, Bumblebee, the Autobots in general. And but I feel don't like you they think do that. that they've already focused so much on those characters? Not at well, all. Well, I haven't. I've only seen two of the mm-hmm. Michael Bay ones. So. Oh, okay. No, not at all. Yeah, yeah no. They, they they tried it the last one where uh, there's a, a version of Optimus who's evil, right? Mm-hmm. And he's called Nemesis Prime, and essentially he's the opposite. He's yeah. like a twisted version of it, even worse than Megatron, because he has those ideals and he believes those ideals are correct. Yeah. Right. So uh, there is that, but that's towards the end, and it's like the sixth movie, right? So. Oh, yeah, to build it. So this is technically the second movie. So the second from Bumblebee. Bumble, okay, from, so, from the soft reboot, yeah. which is pretty much a hard reboot to be yeah. honest with you. But yeah, so to build on him and like his, because the first couple of minutes you see Optimus, you already get so much characterization mm-hmm. than any of the Michael Bays, right? Like he cares about his, yeah. his like where he needs to go to another planet. You know, he needs to like he has that uh abraham lincoln kind of feel to him right because that's <laughs> yeah. what optimus was in the tv show he was this abraham lincoln kind of uh, i can't tell a lie kind of character right okay and so to have that in the the movie would benefit it and make it way different than the base stuff that makes sense like even when he shows up in the trailer like he's like stand down and you know he's trying to talk him down yeah and the, they have a conversation they mm-hmm. just don't kind of beat each other up but for like an hour it, it kind of the, mm-hmm. in the in that conversation in the trailer it led to believe that the the, the Predacons the Predacons yeah. knew of the Autobots that's right? the time traveling yeah. to it because okay. technically Optimus Primal is the successor to of Optimus Prime, Optimus Prime. Okay. yeah but there's time travel reasons and I don't know G2 as much as I would like to Man, what are you doing? Is <laughs> well, that going to be our go-to Transformers? <laughs> but this trailer had everything, and yeah. I'm very excited for it. Like, even like, we don't haven't even seen Megatron. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just the Terracons, which to some extent are a little bit worse mm-hmm. uh, because they're just kind of like wanton destruction mm-hmm. kind of thing. And uh, to have them there, I, I'm very excited for the third one because I feel like the third one they're going to have op- they're going to have Optimus with Megatron yeah go against each other. what do you think about like I'm, I heard I read a, an article a few a while ago about how they were gonna make a female you know Autobot Decepticon robot whatever the fuck <laughs> and obviously there was this think about it and stuff like that but right. wasn't there already like female voiced ones yeah the, but the only difference now is that they gave it more feminine features you know? well they, they always had feminine features they like, did yeah RC was based on Leia 
Like even she even had the cinnamon. Wait, what rolls. movie did RC show up first? Uh, the movie of oh oh you mean in I'm uh, thinking I'm thinking of movies. Yeah, I'm thinking. Oh, of you mean movie. based like, stuff? I'm sure. Yeah, I'm positive 100 percent that there's there's been you know in the cartoon obviously because you have more freedom to draw mm-hmm. and stuff like that. But mm-hmm. in the Bay one, I'm sure that they voiced like I kind of remember a voice like a female esque voice in the villain side type of thing. Oh, you mean oh, okay? I think you're not, like Quintessa. Kind Probably, of character. Yeah, I don't fucking know. Yeah, <laughs> one of the jets. <laughs> but now I did notice that the 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 CGI robot was more feminine, had more feminine features, mm-hmm. which is something that's like, eh, it's an artistic choice. Who gives a fuck? Oh, yeah, that yeah. and that's. I mean, that's how they were. Yeah, I mean, in, like in the cartoon. Right. Well, yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. And so, if I think you're thinking about RC, which is the like the pink kind of robot, who mm-hmm. she showed up in Bumblebee. Uh, she was Towards one the of the end? yeah no the beginning the beginning. She, like, the beginning basically showed all of the Autobots so it yeah. showed like Ratchet Optimus uh, in the RC, war in the war yeah so like she was she was one of those uh, troopers there and then she's also she shows up again here with but like a different scheme mm-hmm. she she has kind of like curvy stuff but she's like a motorcycle yeah so it kind of lends credence to that but that, I don't that's weird yeah. <laughs> what would be like my robot is too feminine or <laughs> I I don't know it's just like I feel like anything that hints towards something different Mm -hmm. then people just automatically freak yeah at that point you're just gonna have to just do it the release it for yourself not for other people yeah because like not only it's like the tv show and you know i i'm down for creative differences you know Mm -hmm. you can have some sort of creativeness to it like uh at the beginning bumblebee it wasn't you know one of those main decepticons it was like thundercracker and like other characters that weren't even in the tv show they're just jets <laughs> they're, okay, they're, I'm just. I'm like, they're just jets. And, I'm uh, sitting here just completely stonewalled as, as Ernesto <laughs> is just spewing all this Transformers so logo. They, 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 they didn't make, like make a main character Decepticon show. Mm-hmm. They, they kind of made new ones, mm-hmm. and then I'm sure people were mad about that. But you kind of you don't have to make every character a named character. Yeah, kind of deal. So that yeah, I, I, that's weird. It, it yeah, it's just something that kind of like noticed that it stuck mm-hmm. out. Mm-hmm. But once I saw the final product, I was like, who gives a fuck? Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's the same with Mario's voice. Yeah. I mean, like, it will bug people. Like, granted, his voice is kind of very iconic. I can hear it in my head. Like, yeah, but, like, with, with Mario's voice, it's sound bites. He's yeah. not holding down a conversation. Exactly. Exactly. You know? It's like not even, it's an actor. Mm-hmm. It's an actor trying to emote a character. But in, yeah. in the games, it's kind of just, you know, here I am. I, I do wish, though, because we did see. Um, in the in the Super Mario trailer where he said, "Let's go" or something, you know. Mm-hmm. But I kind of wish they would have just soundbited the original, <laughs> the voice in there, just you know. Yeah, a little co- wait, yeah. a little nod, yeah. a little nod. Why not? You know. Yeah. Um, for Transformers, I'm yeah. excited. Exactly. Of course you Give, are. Given. Yeah. <laughs> I, I saw the the trailer and like 20 minutes later, you sent me the oh my god, I'm like explosions and everything. <laughs> And I was like, yeah, that seems like a right reaction for Ernesto and Transformers. <laughs> yeah, as soon as I was watching that, I got to tell Joel. <laughs> yeah, but, okay, so, like, we've talked about superhero fatigue. Hmm. Is there ever going to be a Transformer fatigue? Hell no. Really? Yeah, hell no. Everyone loves robots fighting. Give it any name. Pacific Rim? Pacific two? Rim. Pacific Rim 2. There was a 2, wasn't there? Yeah. Pacific Rim, Real Steel. Real Steel. Yeah, Real Steel. <laughs> Rock'em Sock'em Rock'em Robots Rock'em movie. Rock'em right. Yeah. That's <laughs> right. Uh, I, I, I don't think so because I feel like it's one of those those um, parts of pop culture, mm-hmm. one of those pillars of pop culture. Like you don't need to know who Optimus Prime really is 
to some extent, but you can recognize him and just think he's really cool looking. Yeah, but like what I'm referring to mm. is that at least with the superhero movies, there's like some sort of complex narrative structure spanning 20 films mm. in Marvel's case. Mm -hmm. But with Transformers, it's just robots fighting other robots. You take that back. <laughs> you, you take that oversimplification of my fandom back right now. Look, I'm sure I'm sure it's complete ignorance from my point because I, I didn't yeah, see is. I didn't see the, the cartoon and stuff like that. So like you're coming at it with knowing a whole bunch and, and stuff like that. But me as an outsider, I'm just like it's just robots fighting robots. You said it again. <laughs> you saw my reaction. You said, um, you're right. Yeah. You're right. As, as long as they do these characters to kind of elevate that. Mm -hmm. And that, that's what I get from the trailer. Because Michael Bay was really hard to get, you know, the Decepticons and Autobots fighting each other. And that's what we got for six movies and to some extent. Yeah. But for here, I, I do feel that they're focusing more on characterization than anything. Like Bumblebee itself. Like that film was more, it was less explosions and more uh, building the character. Yeah, for 100%. And I really enjoyed Bumblebee. Yeah, exactly. So now that we have uh, this, this kind of narrative beat to it, uh, the second one feels it's within the same realm. Right? Yeah. Like they could easily fight. And there is going to be a fight. It's a blockbuster film. There has to be a has fight. To be. But there's going to be more, uh, I suppose, respect or some sort of character building more to make it different from another f of superhero, not superhero film, a, super, uh, a robot film. Yeah. So, like, I mean, the, the Transformer films are already pretty long. How long is, is this one going to be to get everything? Because like you're, you're mm -hmm. essentially incorporating two worlds, right? Gen right. 1 and Gen 2. Yeah. So to give a proper introduction and enough character development to... I'm not going to say all of them because that's going to be impossible, but like the main core of, mm -hmm. of, of these characters that are propelling your story. Yeah. How long is this film going to have to be? Uh, three hours? Three hours. Uh, it's, it, it has to be a pretty good chunk, but I feel uh, with Optimus Prime and having the same coin, different angle with, mm -hmm. uh, with Optimus Primal, the work is already there, halfway done. Because you have Optimus Prime and then you have Optimus Primal who are very contrasting in character. Right, okay. so you kind of you kind of builds. You already kind of understand the kind of character they are and what kind of approach they're going to come through. Yeah, but yeah. they kind of seem to have like the similar. Because um... he's defeated, uh, Optimus mm -hmm. Prime feels like he's in a state where uh, it, it's no hope, and of course, Optimus Prime is that hope. Yeah, and, right? and that's kind of what I got out of the the two uh, uh, Michael Bay Transformer films mm -hmm. is that he lost and. He was just butthurt about it for two films, <laughs> you know. Optimus Prime. Yeah, Optimus Prime. Yeah, so th this Optimus Prime is much more hopeful, right? Okay. Like he's 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 totally the optimist throughout throughout. Like mm -hmm. he's the paragon of hope, and you know he's basically Superman. Superman. Superman for robots. Yeah. Right. So uh, to be able to have that characterization, it, there are going to be liberties, and I feel like the liberties are going to be in the supporting cast of other robots. Right. Mm -hmm. But the main cast, especially to some extent, the, the human cast, there will be some, uh, I guess, hopefully it's good enough <laughs> to carry. It. So it's not it's already leagues ahead of Michael Bay. Like even the third film, which I already feel there's of course, there's going to be a third film. It's, it's going to be like building to Megatron. Right. And, and if, if they don't introduce Megatron, if now. they don't introduce. Well, I, f I feel like they will at this point. Yeah, because 
it's Optimus and there's always Megatron. And Megatron hasn't been seen in this film and the previous film and in this film. And they have to like kind of introduce him. Yeah. Well, I mean, is that something that kind of pigeonholes them into hat because they only have really one big baddie? Well, yeah. Yeah, yeah I mean, one recognizable baddie. Like, mm-hmm. to some extent, Unicron, sure, which is like a planet eater kind of transformer. But uh, that that's very far out there already really yeah uh-huh. he, he's he's like because it, it, it delves into transformer lore where it's like uh, the creators their god primus which is basically cybertron and it, it and then you know it wasn't cybertron the planet yeah and that's also mm. also their god which is primus okay. yeah right. yeah exactly <laughs> exactly so how do you explain that in two hours well there are two planets they're brothers yeah. One became the planet, and that's where the Transformers were born. One was like, I'm going to eat planets. And then, like, you know, poochied off somewhere else <laughs> and stuff like that. Yeah, it's yeah. interesting. I, like, I'm, I I know that there's this, you know, super rich lore in uh, Transformers. I just never had the inclination to go digging, you know? Yeah. But I, I, I love that your, your fandom comes out, and in, 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 especially in Transformers, because for me, Transformers is... It's a cartoon, it's a toy, stuff like that, you know. You're it's right. not it wasn't anything for me that was Batman, you know, mm-hmm. Superman. That, mm-hmm. that was for me, not Transformers. Like even um what's it there used to be this show on Disney way back in the way back. It was called um Racing Sharks or something like that. Oh, is it the one where they wear shorts? Yeah. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. yeah Those sharks that were racers. Yeah, yeah, I remember I remember what you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, so yeah, I, I, I completely, I understand that there's so much more to this that I'm barely scratching the surface of anything. So I'm excited. I'm hopeful. You know, if anything, if Bumblebee is any indication for the, the, the direction this film is going to, thumbs up for me. Yeah, definitely thumbs up for me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, is there anything else you want to discuss about this trailer? No. No? Can it come out Can sooner? it come out now? When is it, when is it going to be released? I think next year. Yeah. At the end. At December, I think. December, really? I, I, I think it's going to be a while. It kind of feels like a summer film, though. You're right. It does yeah. feel like a summer film. Like early, maybe June, something like June, that? June, yeah. Yeah. Come out already. <laughs> <laughs> Come out already. Um, yeah, it's it's an interesting uh, last couple of days. Uh, a bunch of trailers have been dropping for movies within the next six months. Yeah. You know? Yeah, it's like that's that. Yeah, right. It's, mm-hmm. it's just that first couple of months in the next year. It's like packed. Yeah, we're going to have, I'm thinking like the big, the next big con, cause, because for some reason, you know, LA Comic Con starts today, which Ernesto's going to go to. Um, yeah. So, they don't really do any major stuff here, even though, like, this is the heart of the industry. Yeah, it's weird. I was looking at the scheduling, and just the segue, I was yeah. looking at the scheduling, and there's a lot of just panels. Mm-hmm. And then there are stars that are going to come out, right? Uh, like I have seen, yeah, that's, yeah, that's one thing I've yeah. noticed, that the star influx has yeah. increased. Yeah, but they're going to be in, like, the main stage and exposition. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, that's sucks. kind of, yeah, that's kind of, like, weird, but, uh, you know. Yeah. Um, so... Marvel, Disney, has released a a couple trailers for their upcoming films and a retrospective, in a sense, Mm -hmm. with Ant-Man. Yeah, Ant-Man. But first, the big one, the drop. 
Dun 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 dun. Indiana Jones. Indiana Jones Five and the Dial of Destiny. Dial? Yeah, the Dial of Destiny. I believe. What's what the tags with this? Yeah, it is weird. Yeah, but what'd you think? What was your impressions right off the bat? Uh, very nostalgic. Very. Very nostalgic. He's going back to fight the Nazis, and there's gonna be not literally right. It's gonna be like set in the what the eighties? Fifties. The fifties? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Okay, because he's gonna have flashback moments back during the war. 40s. 40s. Yeah, so we were able to get a chance to see his de-aged version of himself. Oh, my God. What do you this think of that? Technolo- I think they're overreaching with this technology. Really? In the several occasions where it's looked good, you mm-hmm. know, you think uh, RDJ in Civil War. You think... Um, Michael Douglas. Michael Douglas. Michael Douglas, I was, I was, Ant-Man. Ant-Man. Yeah. It's very short... And and they don't bank on it, you know, and mm-hmm. it's 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 lit, lit weird and stuff like that, so you don't notice the imperfections. But when it when this technology starting to be implicated for more, you know, longer narrative purposes, then I kind of feel like it's not there yet. Yeah, like the CGI in general isn't a hundred percent for you to make you know a film. 99% of mm-hmm. why are you going to focus on something on a technology that's less to do 20% of your film right uh, it does look weird it does it does look I mean there's one where he's basically I think in, in a German uniform and they take off his his, his, his I guess his hood or yeah. something where he's there fighting his face and it's young Harrison Ford and uh, it does look good when he's standing still mm-hmm. <laughs> but when he moves a bit it's kind of like oh uncanny yeah I feel like which which one did this where they found somebody who was kind of looked alike and then with the CGI they just filled in the oh uh, for Mandalorian was Luke. it Luke? Yeah, it was Her- uh, Her- It was a Mark Hamill. Yeah, yeah but they had. I think they had. Was it Mark Hamill? Yeah, they had reference to his face, mm. and then they had a younger version, and they kind of just like uh, melded his melded face together, onto yeah. the younger version kind of character. But even that, somebody else came and fixed it. Yeah, Remember someone else came and fixed it. You're right, and then they and they gave him a job. They gave him a job. <laughs> they gave him yeah. a job. And uh, this one, it, it's just a small hiccup in the grander scheme of the trailer. But mm. you have Sala, which, which I love, old as fuck, which is old as hell. Yeah, yeah. it's. It's a. It feels like it's a movie for us, mm-hmm. right? Because it, you have the introduction of Sala, and, and it shows a beautiful scenes, which very reminiscent of George Lucas, uh, George Lucas, um, Spielberg. Steven Spielberg. Yeah, and um, and like Sala's just it, it chokes me up. It's like yeah. Sala's like I miss these adventures we go to, and I'm yeah. like me too, Sala. And then the other dude died already, right? The guy, yeah, the actor, uh, Marcus. So, yeah, Marcus. Marcus he's, died. His character. He's gone. Yeah, yeah. Marcus is gone, and so is uh, the dad. Uh, Sean Connery. Sean Connery yeah. is gone. So you know, it's just Indy and and uh, Sala, and uh, yeah, he's just and reminiscing. His goddaughter. Yeah, and his goddaughter. Apparently. Which is an interesting passing of the torch moment. Much much right. better, some would say. <laughs> well, like take a look at uh, Afterlife. Right. It's his granddaughter. Right, that's a good point. There's blood relation to there, you know, mm-hmm. sort of. Mm-hmm. Um, no, yeah, there's. It's not adjacent, mm-hmm. really. Like you know, this is the daughter, like mm-hmm. uh, the previous one, the Crystal Skull. It, it, like sure, that's his son. That's his son. Yeah, yeah, that was his. Like this I, is his, this is your son. One, so. oh, yeah, it's his son, <laughs> and it's like he's supposed to pass the torch to him. But uh, yeah, I, I do like that they're st- taking a step away and doing it kind of adjacent, like mm-hmm. the generation after. Because like your son probably won't love everything you like, but maybe your granddaughter, yeah. or at this extent, your goddaughter. Yeah. Yeah, it's an interesting. But for me, mm. it just makes me feel sad because Harrison Ford is so old. <laughs> and not sad because like 
obviously the <laughs> man is a le- is a living legend but yeah. it's just sad because like this is a person who for most of his life was like a grumpy old man yeah and he had some pretty like severe life changing moments when he crashed his plane like four times yeah, you know? <laughs> <laughs> so I, and i feel like that kind of softened him up yeah to want for him to return to Indiana Jones because I remember him saying like I'm done I don't want to do this anymore I'm too fucking old right right but I mean it started with um, him coming back in J.J. Uh, Abram The mm. Force Awakens as Han yeah. Solo and stuff yeah. like that but I kind of feel like dude it, it, this is a character that should just be left alone like, yeah I understand its importance in culture I understand its impo- importance in everything but there are characters that are so synonymous with an actor that wanting like and we saw it in solo they recast han solo and it sucked yeah you know there you can't re re redo or recreate harrison's ford charisma mm-hmm. yeah yeah absolutely and uh yeah it's sad because to some extent it will be his last one yeah. like he's he said that before but i feel like it has it kind of has it to has be to because, because he's what almost in his early 80s or something yeah, at this point? Yeah, yeah. and it, you know, and just to have that cherished person be jumping up and down and doing these unbelievable things, these scheduling, you know, with the production and stuff, mm-hmm. is I feel it's too much to ask unless yeah. he wants to do it. Yeah, it's the same feeling I got when I saw um, Patrick Stewart, Sir Patrick Stewart as Xavier in No um Right, and multiverse, uh, multiverse of menace. Right, yeah. yeah. You could tell, like a good thing they have him in a chair, mm-hmm. right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. So they don't have. He doesn't have to because he's like that in Picard. Mm-hmm. Like even the first seasons, you can tell that he's a little bit frail now, and yeah. it, it hurts. It does. It's it. It's people who are essentially our heroes. Yeah, like on screen heroes, and then you see them. Uh, we grow up, they grow older, and we see them like turn from like these titans essentially you know we're kids these people mm-hmm. were giant mm-hmm. to us and then now they're frail they're weak and they're like oh yeah. dude come on man yeah <laughs> this <laughs> is such a bummer but the thing is with the trailer there's a lot of jumping there is there's a lot of him going around jumping around and uh, i don't know how they're gonna, do. <laughs> they're gonna transition <laughs> to that to like you know it's harrison ford and then you have him like doing flips yeah and stuff I, like that I, like i remember i've seen like several movies and tv shows where they do like a um a stunt uh-huh. but it's like super obvious it's a stunt double <laughs> so like why not have something like that you know like have harrison ford and then in the scene he's jumping around but he's ripped he's just, <laughs> just ripped and it's a guy he's wearing a wig and and then it comes back he's just uh and it's harrison ford again you know? <laughs> I, it's the thing with the trailer it does feel like uh something steven spielberg would do the thing is the first one he's not going to be doing spielberg yeah spielberg he's not uh, directing it's someone else uh marigold I think Indiana Jones Five. Yeah, I thought he, I thought he was directing. I think no, he, he's just producing. Yeah, he was just producing. Mm-hmm. I, I believe so. Double check on me for that. Yeah, I mean, but it, he's uh, it's the one who did Logan, I believe, and then he's Logan. A, yeah, Logan. Um, I forgot the other film he does. I, but he he's he's good with bringing these legacy characters and kind of putting them to bed. To put them thing. to bed. Yeah, well, so James. Yeah, Man Mangold. Mangold. Yeah. yeah. Sorry, I said Marigold. Mangold. Yeah. He's going to be directing it. It's going to be the first one uh, that Spielberg is not going to be able to direct. But he's producing, I believe. So there's some mm. some weight yeah, to it. Yeah, there's, there's no way that uh, uh, the, this property is so, being so synonymous with two people 
yeah. you know, George Lucas and um, Spielberg that they're not going to have their hands in it. Exactly. Yeah. So uh, it, it, a lot of the cinematography from the trailer does give me feels of Spielberg-esque kind of cinematography. Yeah. It, it's, it's interesting. Um, I'm looking at uh, James Marigold, Mangold, excuse me, James Mangold's uh, film that he's directed in Logan, Ford versus Ferrari, The mm, Wolverine. Right, right, right. Copland. Yeah. We tend to Yuma. Yeah, remake. so a lot of these shows, I, 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 well, I don't know much of the other ones, but Logan, and maybe to some extent Ford versus Ferrari, there's kind of these legacy kind of characters giving it to the, the next generation kind of esque. Especially with Logan. Yeah, Logan for sure. Man, yeah. Ferrari, uh, Ford versus Ferrari is more like a dramatized mm. docu mm-hmm. documentary, just because it's based on rea- real life. No, oh, what was the, the outcome at the end? What was it like? Was there sort of resolution, or was mm, it just a documentary well, still? It's it's based on Ford, the company, the motor company, wanting to essentially jazz up its look mm-hmm. in the '60s, mm-hmm. and. Uh, the, uh, they were convinced to try to buy Ford, uh, Ferrari. I mean, and Ferrari used it as a as a leverage to get more money from a different company. That pissed Ford off. He's like, "Fuck it, I'm a barium," and he spent a <laughs> hundred million dollars or some shit like that to build a car to beat him in a race. Oh, uh, okay. So, see, I I, yeah, <laughs> I can see that with uh, with Indiana Jones. Yeah, kind of this character that you wanna. Pass along the torch to some extent, but yeah. you're gonna have to put out that character with a bang. Yeah. So, uh, are, are you excited for this, or are you a little on the fence? I'm on the fence. Yeah. Yeah, just because the last one was so bad. Harrison Fold is is all the shit. Yeah. Um, if if it was anything like if they started off already the passing of the torch, like mm-hmm. Harrison Indiana Jones died, where okay now a super fan, God whatever, mm-hmm. takes up the mantle. Yeah. And it's an amateurish archaeologist right. type of shit. And we see the through three or four movies or however many they, they want to keep doing, progress and then turn into not Indiana Jones but someone inspired by yeah, him. Yeah, someone someone inspired by him. Yeah, it's it's gonna be like I see that with Afterlife, right? Mm-hmm. Like the daughter, the the granddaughter was inspired by e- Egon. Right? Yeah. So, but yeah, it's, but you got Egon, you, you got the granddaughter, you got super fan, you got right, yeah, podcast, podcast, yeah, right? right, and you have to some extent the originals, yeah, and the three at the end, yeah. I definitely could see that. I I, I do feel like they're gonna kind of build that in the trailer because he feels like he's disenfranchised, like he's mm. just a solution. He does he he's, he he realizes he's old. Yeah, which is probably what it should have been in the beginning, because you know <laughs> he's uh, he's a, a war veteran, right? He served in during the Cold War, the uh, there's some I forget which war, I think it was the Korean War, but probably. He, but he served it, like he has uh, all well, these uh, in medals. It, okay, so like let's try to figure no, out the timeline. Yeah, he was a spy during the Cold War. Raiders was in the twenties. Raiders of the Lost Ark. Um, no, the thirties. Thirties, yeah. Yeah, so. Uh, all three of the first the first ones were in the 30s, right? Yeah. And then... Mm, the th- second one, I think, was earlier than that. Earlier? So it was a prequel? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's a different, like, adventure. All t- and then they went back to Nazis. <laughs> in the, oh, yeah, I remember. And, there's a yeah. short round and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, short round. That's uh, Temple of Doom. Wait. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Temple of Doom. Yeah, Temple of Doom is the one with... Uh, yeah, short round. Short. And then... Uh, cru- not crystal. Last Crusade. The Last Crusade is with the dad, with the Nazis again. With the yeah. the cup of um, Christ. Um, the the Holy Grail. The Holy Grail. Yeah, yeah, the Holy Grail. Temple of Doom. Raiders of the Lost Ark. Yeah. And Raiders of the Lost Ark was another Nazi thing because he met Hitler. Because in, 
Yeah, the Last Crusade, he met Hitler. Yeah, it broke book burning rally. right what's well, so the beginning of like world war ii or at least the solidification of the nazi party yeah so and then the second the first one it felt like oh, it wait. was yeah, during yeah, yeah. yeah because during world war ii this the fourth one the third one no oh, the, third, the, the first fourth, one the first the third one was pre yes yeah, pre-world war ii second the first one felt like it was during world war during II. world because yeah, it says that they're they're searching for the lost ark or something to mm-hmm. help them with the war okay well yeah i mean like there was always that um, cult kind of thing. Yeah, that um, true event where Hitler was fascinated with the occult. Mm-hmm. So to to set you know these archaeological uh, stories, movies on it, in that it fits perfect. Yeah, yeah, and then so the second one was kind of just another adventure. I think it had a colonization, like England was still in charge of India. I don't know if you that will date it. India? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah, the, 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 it was, was still it a commonwealth. Until the 60s, I think, right? Something like that? Yeah, it was still a commonwealth to some extent. And then the fourth one was during the Cold War, the so, Red Scare. 50s. Yeah, 50s. And yeah. then this is, to some extent, a little bit after that. So late 50s, early 60s? Yeah, maybe? early 60s, something like that. Yeah. And yeah. so he served in the fifth one of Crystal Skull, oh, sorry, fourth one. The general says he served during like uh, the Cold War. Or something like that's a spy, part mm-hmm. of the the not the SAS the CIA, the, no the MI six or something. He was like on retainer mm-hmm. or something. Okay, so, yeah, it was part of the like kind of. I had yeah. I had no idea that the story that the timeline for these films were so convoluted. <laughs> <laughs> it really, you'd be surprised, right? Yeah, I, then, I've seen yeah. them all except the fourth one, but yeah. it's been years, mm-hmm. so it might before this one comes out, it might be like a, a time for a good rewatch. Yeah, or watching for the first time yeah if yeah. you haven't already but well not i'm not gonna watch the fourth one <laughs> let's be real <laughs> and then so the fifth one seems like he's done done mm-hmm. uh, they are gonna call back to world war ii because he is like uh, still uh, they're gonna go back to the, to the classics kind of thing yeah what's what's your level of excitement for this i'm pretty excited yeah yeah i'm biased as hell though because just like I, the trailer has the theme and mm-hmm. that already sold that already <laughs> yeah. sold me and the fact that they're the approach that they're taking with them is kind of uh he wants he doesn't want any part of it is mm-hmm. what i like and what they do because you have you have an opportunity to have a new character kind of you know hey I, this is going to be cool you should come and show yeah, up. it's the classic i try to get out but they drag me back <laughs> <in>. <laughs> yeah. it, it, you can tell the narrative already all right yeah. he goes out he finds out he has a goddaughter he, well, he tries a, to save her to some a, extent a goddaughter you kind of have to be involved mm-hmm. because like in like i don't know what your religious status is it doesn't really matter but like for me i was raised catholic Mm-hmm. So to be a goddaughter, you have to be the person holding the baby when you're baptized, during, right during the baptism, or you have to be the person presenting the child when they're getting the first communion and stuff mm-hmm. like that. So that makes you the goddaughter. I don't know what you know, <laughs> they're gonna do to to make a goddaughter make the um the new character his goddaughter, yeah. but you have to be present. Yeah, you know? it, honestly, I feel like that's what the World War Two flashbacks are gonna be. Yeah. Like the World War Two flashbacks are gonna either be, uh, he's he's gonna he does something back then that makes the villain show up again in the film in the mm-hmm. present time but also he does something that offers a goddaughter 
at that time. Okay. Yeah, so that's what I feel with the with the flashbacks. It's going to be one of those things where he does something. Like, I don't know, he pissed some German dude off. He falls and hits his eye, goes blind. And he's like, I'm going to remember him. Fast forward to this, <laughs> you know, the 60s. And he's like, yeah, this is your Just Desserts indie or something like Crotchety that. Crotchety Nazi. Yeah, because that's what it has to do, right? It has to. He's trying to stop a Nazi who's working for NASA. Yeah. So, like, might as well be I the one. who? No. Werner von Braun. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I thought when you, when you were explaining that, I thought you were leading to like a Mandalorian type of situation where if you save them, you're responsible for them. That's oh. <laughs> and that's pretty much, isn't it? Because <laughs> he co- he comes back to save yeah. you know the goddaughter, you know, yeah, despite being out of it. No, it it obviously this this film is for me unnecessary. Mm-hmm. Just because all the elements we talked before, but the fandom is always going to be there. You know, yeah. Indiana Jones is one of the pillars. Like you, you look at Star Wars, you look at Star Trek, superheroes, and I'm mm-hmm. just in general Marvel, DC, what independent, whatever. Indiana Jones. Yeah, those are some of the pillars of geek fandom. So obviously, the 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 excitement is going to be there. There hasn't been a movie in almost twenty years, yeah. so there's gonna there's two generations essentially that that lived in a world that don't know Indiana Jones. Yeah, yeah. So, so I'm hoping the the new eyes mm-hmm. will help. It's, it's I feel like it's with Logan as well. Like, yeah. And everyone just kind of knows Wolverine as being this kind of berserker brute, and Logan kind of twisted that yeah. to but someone who's really- unlike with like Wolverine, unlike Indiana Jones. There's mm-hmm. been twenty thousand. Wolverine films in the past 10 years. Yeah. So, yeah. It's, it's there. You know, I'm, I'm talking about like Indiana Jones, the first one was in the early 80s. Mm-hmm. That the dec- the 80s were the decades of Indiana Jones. There was a, one that came out in the 90s, which was the third one, and then a lull. Yeah, and then a lull. Yeah. yeah. So, it, I, it's like almost basically the same as Star Wars, you know, mm-hmm. 20, 30 years ago, 40 years ago, I guess at this point, uh, they came out, they ignited the fandom. And then there's a lull. Another one came out. Shit the bricks. Yeah. Whatever. Everybody <laughs> hated it. <laughs> and then there's another lore. Yeah. Another lull. And now here he comes roaring back. Yeah. I'm hoping uh, like with Star Wars and then Indiana Jones. Indiana Jones is one of the pillars. I agree. But also it's one of those things where it's like your dad's dad's kind of hero. Mm-hmm. And kind of, kind of know Indiana Jones. But you don't really know Indiana Jones. Yeah. You know what I mean? And the extent of... Like, you know, the theme song and you're probably, that's probably the extent of as much as you would know with Indiana Jones. So the approach with this film, it's, it's kind of doing that already. Like yeah. you kind of don't know him because he's already out of it, but he's coming back <laughs> in and wholly self-introduce you to it or something to some extent. Yeah. It, it, for me, it's just weird. Like, yeah, it has. To, it's gonna be the last one because I, I, I honestly hope so. Yeah, it, it has to. I mean, yeah. it, it has to be because uh, yeah, I, I I am down for giving fans you know films that they love and keep doing that with like Star Wars or Star Trek, but uh, it's the physical stuff that I'm worried about, like mm-hmm. just Harrison Ford in general. Yeah, right. Uh, yeah, I'm not like ragging on Harrison Ford or anything. Mm-hmm. I'm just worried because it's one of my heroes. Right. Yeah, I mean, he broke so many legs freaking with the first Star Wars as he got his leg caught on like oh, the, door. A, the door. I was like, oh my God. <laughs> and then he flew he's, and he's he a national treasure, man. Right. You gotta keep him safe. Yeah, he, he's as energetic as he is. Mm-hmm. And so to have him come back is cool. It's a blessing. And then 
if you all saw the him actually announcing it, I think at Comic Con, mm-hmm. uh, San Diego Comic Con, he, he was like crying because he's so excited about it. Yeah. Like to see him to that extent, you know, this crotchety old man who was excited to do something that he a franchise he led back in the day. Yeah. And, and on his own terms. Yeah, that's it. But that's one thing that because he had these you know plane crashes and stuff like that, I feel like it made him reevaluate. Mm his life and he's embraced the fandom like there's countless of interviews he's done you know 25 years ago where he's like i don't get it like it's just (laughs) what is the midichlorian or what is it someone asked him what's a force ghost yeah what the hell is that (laughs) (laughs) they they ask him who shot first uh han or greedo or some shit and they're like who gives a fuck (laughs) (laughs) so and and then after that he's been all for it yeah so i mean that's obviously something nice to see because like your hero and then to find out that he hates what essentially made him famous yeah, yeah. but then he comes back around for it it's like yeah you know it's awesome Grampy's, yeah, Grampy's he's, cool again yeah absolutely and he's gonna do it on his own terms I yeah. mean a lot of franchises I feel are not given that opportunity to end the franchise on their own terms no they so. run it to the ground and we have 11 Fast and Furiouses <laughs> you know <laughs> alright so Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 oh this one. looks like the trailer. It's not the last one. It's the Ant Man's the last one. No, no, oh, the last film? one. And yeah, the yeah. last one for the Guardians. Yeah, I guess trilogy. This trailer looks like what they showed in Comic Con last year. I think. Really? Yeah, because I remember. Obviously, they didn't release or anything like that. But I remember somebody talking about it who was in the panel. Mm-hmm. I was listening to a podcast, and he was describing how it's all about um, Rocket. How, mm-hmm. how Rocket, you know, he was a little and experimented on all that stuff. Right. And that's what we saw in the trailer. Oh, yeah. We saw Little Rocket and then I guess he found somebody else because he was embracing an otter. Yeah, I think that's Layla. Layla? Yeah, I think, that's, I, I, I think the name has changed in the, the comics before, but there's always another character. She was with him mm-hmm. while he got experimented on. Yeah. I don't know how she died, though. I think they try to escape and then she gets like zapped or she uh. sacrifices herself. Spoilers, I guess. <laughs> he sacrifices himself <laughs> herself to push push him, you know, yeah, outside of the barrier, him. right? So that's why he hates people who try to save him. Because the Layla. Yeah, fuck, yeah. man. But yeah, James Gunn doing what James Gunn does best. Oh, yeah, bringing that music. Yeah. <laughs> that music. And, <laughs> man, I'm going to miss him. Um, I'm looking forward to what he does for DC. For DC, yeah. But, like, just the, the music... I showed it to my mom and like she loved the music mm-hmm. and like she started kind of weeping a bit because it feels like the trailer feels like a goodbye yeah and to some extent it, if it anything is, it is because we know for a fact um, Batista's contract is up he said he doesn't want to do it anymore yeah. uh, James Gunn is done yeah uh, maybe there might they might hang on to like the bigger ones Star Lords Mantis and that type of stuff mm-hmm. because they have they might have bigger plans for Avengers team ups and stuff like that right right but the the core of these the misfit core of, of um, Guardians of the Galaxy is done essentially. Yeah, yeah. I don't see them like carrying on like Guardians of the Galaxy, Guardians of the Galaxy second generation or something second like that. <laughs> you know. Yeah. No. I, absolutely. I mean, never say never. Mm-hmm. They probably do that down the line after oh, five years. Or but they so. they did introduce Adam Warlock. Yeah, which was cool to see. Yeah, that was, and he, he was beating on. Uh, he, was, he was, I think he was. They made it as though he was beating on. Uh, 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 I forgot the sister's name. Dang it, not Gamora's sister. Uh, Nebula. Nebula. Yeah, yeah, she was beating on, which is pretty not the beating, but like to introduce him in the trailer. 
Oh shit, that was pretty cool. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah, it was it was interesting to to see that this character who was teased at the end of uh, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two, and he was basically on the path of to seek revenge, right? Because right. they destroyed or they, like the fleet, the fleet of the the civilization or mm. the, the the batteries. <laughs> yeah, the batteries. But I kind of get the feeling that if anything, he might be incorporated into the Guardians like Nebula was. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. If anything, uh, the Guardians name might live on, but with a different lineup. Yeah. The same with the Avengers right now. Yeah. Right? I do feel like that. And it does feel like a goodbye tour for, for the majority of them. Because it's just the one that cracked me up. It was uh, when they go to the planet, it looks like a... like middle of america kind of suburbs yeah and it, they're all aliens they're like okay that's cool and there's there's one playing with a ball and drax picks oh yeah it throws <laughs> and drax chucks it at the girl and uh, the first thing i thought when i saw the trailer i was like who gave the ball why did drax do like who gave the ball to drax or something yeah it's um guardians of the galaxy was one that when they announced it back in 2012 that they were doing it was like everybody was like what the fuck yeah but james gunn was able to morph this into a spectacular film yeah um i, I remember hearing people you know praise the first one and i'm like it's a good film i'm not gonna lie but yeah you know, to yeah. some extent, you know, eh. mm-hmm. but it's just a, another typical. But now seeing it, you know, the overarching uh, inclusion that Guardians of the Galaxy played in the bigger overarching role. I'm like, this 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 franchise is just beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. And the trailer is just I don't know what's going on. Like, I, it's it's it. I get the emotion of it kind of being a, a, a go home tour, a final yeah. tour kind of deal. But I feel like a lot of horrible stuff's gonna it's gonna happen, you know, because <laughs> yeah, you, sure. you have Star Lord like screaming into something. It's gonna talk about uh, Rocket's very traumatic childhood, you know, and then you have Adam Warlock showing up, kind of beating on Nebula. Like I don't know what's gonna going on, but it feels like like people are gonna die. You got roided out, Groot. Yeah, roided, I saw that. <laughs> yeah, I was like, he's huge. Yeah. He's ripped. I have a friend who looks like him. I was like, he looks like you, Groot. Yes. Yeah. It's, it yeah, like but but the thing is like, if you don't have these elements, mm-hmm. you know James Gunn obviously being the principal one, how are you going to capture the magic of Guardians of the Galaxy, in a different lineup? Yeah, you know. Well, yeah, yeah, it's uh, maybe that's what it needs. Like a, a refresher. It, right. No, I mean a different lineup and mm-hmm. just evokes different everything i mean even a different direction at that point yeah. right so if you have it depends on the group i i don't feel like they're gonna do it any in any time this year probably like in five or ten years there's gonna be a guardians uh another generation maybe yeah maybe but uh yeah if they do it's gonna be a new direction and it's everything's gonna be new and even director is gonna be new yeah so. like in, remember in the second in the second one they kind of laid the foundation, hinting at there was a Guardians already, and mm. then this one is the second generation. Yeah, with uh, Sylvester Stallone. With Sylvester Stallone, yeah, Sylvester Stallone like yeah. Wouldn't it be an amazing way to incorporate the first generation in finding the third generation? Yeah, right? absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. It'll be really <laughs> cool to see all of those, uh, uh, all those characters kind of like tutor or tutelage or stuff like that. Yeah, and the Ravengers and they're part of the. Yeah, that yeah. would be fantastic. It's um. It's, it's, it's going to be a, a crazy 2023. There's so many movies coming out. And they're sad. 
Yeah. I mean, it's just the Indiana Jones one. It's about, you know, him being too old. Ending and then, of, a, of a of the guard, I guess. Right, you right. And then you have Guardians, and it's like this is their last tour. They're done running, but like running from what? What's going <laughs> on? Like you're not, you guys are like basically war heroes, right? With yeah. the, the war with Thanos. Yeah. So now what What are you guys running from? So it's kind of. Yeah. Do you think um, Thor is going to have a big presence in this one at least in the first act no no i don't think so yeah because he already shared it with his movie <laughs> they were there at the beginning yeah and i think he's gonna he's doing his own thing with his own daughter mm-hmm. so but like it could be a nice you know diversion point mm-hmm. where the, in the first 10 minutes they're together and then thor fucks off to do his own thing yeah, and that, would, that would be a yeah, cool we little stay thing. with um, <laughs> guardians yeah like, it opens be... on that battle where um, Thor destroys the the temple and uh-huh. shit like that, yeah, like yeah. that battle. Oh, and it catches up. Yeah, yeah that would be cool. Yeah, yeah, that would that would be a cool thing where it stops from there. That's the point because yeah. weren't they go looking for help? Everyone mm-hmm. was screaming for help uh, for some reason because of gore. Yeah, so maybe there's some destabilization going along across. The, yeah, that does make sense. It would, yeah, it would be an interesting. Yeah, I don't know who the bad guy is in this one. I didn't do much research. I haven't heard anything. Me either. Yeah, <laughs> the bad guy's gonna be. It's gonna be a within ourselves. <laughs> we gotta conquer the, the demons we fight. Our feelings. <laughs> um, we got a little teaser, Mandalorian, and mm. a release date as well for season three. Yeah, which is kind of feel late. No, March, March first. Yeah, March first. Does that feel late? First two seasons came out around this time. <laughs> right. And all wow. I'm saying is that it just made the holiday season a little more magical, having. Yeah you know some star wars in it mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know so it kind of feels like mandalorian should have been should have come out if not december maybe january yeah but uh, march march, I guess march march 1st sure yeah mm. is it going to be the last season do we know probably not probably not yeah yet. probably it feels like it because it feels like it's at the from what they saw in the teaser it feels like it's kind of accumulating to some event Mm-hmm. That will change the landscape. The battle for Mandalore, right? right? The dark saber. Yeah, for the dark saber, which I don't know what's going on with any of that. No, me either. Yeah, because it it, it would be weird to have uh, Mandalorians versus Mandalorians again. Maybe another sect versus like the throne and what yeah, Din is doing. We had um, fuck, what's her name? Bo-Katan. Bo-Katan. Yeah. She's like, I am the direct descendant, or my family. Yeah. You know, this is passed on generations or whatever and then we have the one he fought in mandalorian Mm 2.5 where he (laughs) remember right where he's also claiming stake to the yeah but it's too heavy for him because of like his like mental state and all Mm -hmm. that stuff because it's a force weapon Mm -hmm. like if it belonged to tar vizsla uh i think that's his name but it belonged to a mandalorian jedi yeah so it's that that's what it yeah it's i don't want i they probably will to be honest with you, but I don't want them to be like, yeah, this is we're fighting for this blade, both of our our respective parties and stuff like that. Yeah. So I hope they 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 are against a bigger threat than just fighting in fighting for the throne. Even though he doesn't want the damn thing, right? <laughs> he say he tried to give it, but you have to warn, you have to go through combat. Yeah, so. but I kind of I'm bummed that he fucking. He had his uh, best car spear melted. <laughs> it's a little chain plate. Yeah, it yeah. Got, especially with um, drop near. Right. <laughs> yeah, it, it would be cool to have him with that, that spear. Yeah, it's um, Mandalorian season two. We saw a little bit of what 
we think is Planet Mandalore. Mm-hmm. We I uh, floated the suggestion that mm, it might be a moon, yeah. since we know that uh, man Planet Mandalore was decimated essentially. Yeah, from what we know, and this is from the animated stuff, it's uh, they all live in domes because mm-hmm. the landscape of Mandalore has been just ravaged from war, and it does make sense. It might be one of the moons yeah. of Mandalore because the and again from the animated stuff that there were other moons, but also other. Uh, like Death Watch was based on one of the moons. Okay. Like Concordia. I think the moon of Concordia was mm. one of the moons. But yeah. It's interesting. Um, what else do we see? Uh, a lot of mo- Mandalorians fighting. A lot <laughs> of them, yeah. A lot of like the drop pod of them <laughs> flying down was really cool. Wasn't it like, weren't you guys almost extinct? What happened? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I, 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 see, I said the same thing when he, uh, when he was going to go back to the, the water of Mandalore. I was like, I was, I was hoping he wasn't because yeah. he, I want him to make his own path. Uh, this is not a critique to the narrative, but just, you know, the character, you want him to grow apart from the cult that he's in. Mm. But three, it feels like he wants to go back to yeah, the cult. He gets the sense, it gets the sense that he's so brainwashed. Right. Or I don't want to say no, brainwashed. No, no, absolutely. That, Cause the, the, the children of the watch are mm. part of death watch, which was an extremist group. Yeah. So but to like, some extent they're child soldiers, but he was saved. Yeah, I mean... So that's the only family he knows. Yeah. Despite how, you know, brutal or right. whatever, whatever right. ends. Absolutely. That's his, the o- real only family he's ever known. So to have that desire to belong to something, it's ingrained with all of us. You yeah. know, it's the reason why we're in the shit show we are today. Because the line is drawn in one group, this picks right. the, the tribal, like yeah. The tribal mentality, absolutely. So <laughs> it, would, it would be cool to see that, now that you bring that up, It'd be cool to see that in this season, mm-hmm. where he breaks away from that kind of cult mentality. But honestly, I don't feel like they will, because no. they're hyping the the children of the Watch to be this, you know, this great group. But to in reality, their history is is muddled as much as Bo-Katan's history. Yeah. So, I hope they tackle that. That's a little too complicated, I feel. But I don't think they will. <laughs> it, it yeah, it's it feels like uh, since season one, Mandalorian has been so narrowly focused mm. on in its narrative that these possibilities where you could diverge even a little bit they don't really want to to um to to pursue it because i get the feeling that they're still living with the backlash of you know the shittiness of the dark times <laughs> that and it's gonna rock the boat yeah yeah i mean i know the word is that star wars is for children and to some extent, it is. We are children. Because this nar- these narratives can't be too dark. I mean, mm-hmm. you see Andor. You don't want every Star Wars to be like Andor. But you kind of want it to be kind of... Uh, every Star Wars to be in the vein of the Mandalorian. Good versus evil. Kind of fantasy kind of star yeah. science fiction. But wouldn't you think that there should be a, a period of time in like real world time, not just um, Star Wars time, where everything that's happening is dark? Because it is a war, and right. a war that, by all the extensive purposes, the rebellion lost. Right. Well, in a war where the, you know, Yavin was won by teddy bears yeah. and, and family issues and space <laughs> magic, right? Uh, no, I agree. I agree. I, I, I don't agree that it should be a period, but I think it should be on its, on a product of itself. Yeah. Right, because the main period of Star Wars should be something that is a little bit more uh, uplifting. But there is that offset of you know mature audiences, and that's where Andor fits. Yeah. My, my thing is that I don't want it to be like something like DC. Mm-hmm. You, you don't want every movie to be killing joke. 
though. Right, you don't want every moment, <laughs> but you do need Killing Joke to color that world in a different way. So to have Andor in a separate kind of line, but also parallel, but not within like the main continuity is completely fine. But when it comes to the main continuity of Star Wars, I want something like, even though I, I crave complication, especially when it comes to, you know, extremist groups and child soldiers, uh, Star Wars doesn't need that. Yeah. Especially in the, within the mainstream of Mandalorian season three. And from what we saw in the trailer, there's going to be a lot of explosions, a lot of kind of things, but there's going to be a bow at the end where mm-hmm. everything ends amicably. Despite the yeah. death toll, <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean. I kind of like that the idea of having a few shows, you know, like like in the Marvel phases, right? Mm. Phase one, phase two, phase three. Mm-hmm. Have it be whatever phase this is in Star Wars, but have it be like a dark phase. Represent mm. that the the rebellion lost. So there should be a few episodes, a few a few shows, seasons of them dealing with the fallout of that, like mm. um, like how. Um, Obi Wan, mm-hmm. you know it. It followed ten years after Order sixty six, mm-hmm. but you could still feel the repercussions of that. Yeah, see, Obi Wan is like the pinnacle, like mm-hmm. the very because people get cut in half in that one. Yeah, but that that's not as dark as the themes of Andor. I know you haven't seen it yet. I haven't seen it yet. Yeah, no. you you'll know because there's like like the first episodes there's sex. <laughs> the first <laughs> nice. it's Star or Wars. No titties. No. Ah. All right, all right. but it's still like it doesn't imply it. They straight up like she, you know. Let's do this. Yeah, let's just get it on. Yeah, yeah. stuff like that. So like, put on some uh, Barry White, and then you have <laughs> Barry White or whatever space equivalent. Yeah. But and then you have like Obi Wan, which is kind of uh, like mythological. You know, what mm-hmm. I mean, kind of like good versus evil, and he's kind of a hurt, but you don't see him, you know, contemplating suicide or anything. Like you see dead people being hung, but they're not really no. Hung, but right? what you do see is a man defeated, right? A man and, broken, right? And that's what, as to some extent, is childness of mm-hmm. star wars right you see someone who's broken who's eventually gonna rise above that but yeah. when you see andor there's so many grays right there's so many stuff like that that it's it mirrors our 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 the like, times world. right there, like there's even a, a quote that i i love from the first episode it's not a spoiler but uh they're comparing how like he broke into an imperial facility and he's like how did you do that that's the most difficult job in the world and he says you see them growing fat they don't expect someone like me to be within their house. Yeah. Right? You know, the complacency of the empire and how superior they think they are. And that's with, that's the grays mm-hmm. and then like those shows, but to see that, like say in Mandalorian where you have baby Yoda and, you know, all these kind of stormtrooper S characters and kind of, you know, this good versus evil, it's more black and white than the other grays. And they might conflict a bit if you have black and then in gray and then white. And then, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, like, I, I guess it what, does you, need what, it, though. what you're what you're describing, I guess, Andor mirrors more re, real life. There is um, good and bad, but there's also gray. Yeah, gray the, areas. The thing they have to do is fight for the rebellion, mm-hmm. and but they have to do something horrific. Yeah, and they 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 have to kill people who have nothing to do with it. They're just working there. Yeah, right. It's not a spoiler, but you know, that's just the the well, price it was set up in Rogue One. It's the price of rebellion. Well, he said like right. I've, I've had to do some shit that I'm not proud of. Right, absolutely. So that that's the gray that I, that I would love. I would love Mandalorian <laughs> and season three to some extent might do that. I might be surprised, but it again, it's a mainstream Star Wars property. Yeah, as of right now in the teaser, it's it feels like it's real cut and paste narrative wise. Yeah, there's. You're battling for the control of this this weapon that um, 
gives you the right to rule over a, right. bro- a destroyed planet. Right. You know? it, it, it's cut and paste. I could see that. It's also very uh, within the realm of Star Wars. Yeah. Very, very uh, fantasy-esque kind of space opera. Mm-hmm. Right. If you really think of Star Wars, it's about two families, two conflicting families who are fighting for basically the soul of the galaxy. Using the, a, a mythical force called the, you know, a mythical magic called the force uh-huh. that, you know, that is bigger than all, and all, like all destiny, you know, fate and all that, all that stuff that you'd see typically in a fantasy book. I see that well in Mandalorian. Yeah. Right. Like, like you said, they're fighting for a destroyed planet. What is there to rule yeah. in this planet? But it's all about, you know, the status of it all and, you know, all of the, the, the fighting and stuff. Yeah. It's, it's interesting, especially yeah. like having Mandalorian essentially revive Star Wars. Yeah. You know, everybody was down on it, rightfully so, because, you know, Solo. <laughs> but to, to see where, because of that, you know, that seed that was planted and, and rejuvenized the, the fandom, to be able to, to expand the way they have, you know, the, the Boba Fett, even though Boba Fett wasn't all that great, mm-hmm. but um, Andor... Uh, Obi Wan, you have the acolyte that's yeah, coming acolyte down the coming down the Sith side yeah. of it all. Like, how did they infiltrate? Yeah. I would, I would really love. Like, we saw that um, fan made teaser last year, was it with mm. the, the Knights of Ren? You remember? Mm, yeah, I did. You showed I, that to me. Yeah, I would love there to be something explaining more of the, the yeah. Knights of Ren background stuff. Yeah, like absolutely. And they're gonna have to if they want to elevate this the sequel stuff. Because yeah. a lot of this, a lot of these shows, especially the animated stuff. Felt like they were damage control for the prequels, mm-hmm. but now that these shows came out, they elevate the prequels a little bit higher standard. So there has to be a better one for the sequels. Yeah, there's there's definitely a um, smoothing mm-hmm. of the cracks a little bit. Yeah, if you watch the, the the cartoon related to the prequels. Yeah, you know, you watch the prequels. It's nine hours of trade negotiations and then you you find out yeah you find out in the cartoon that there's so much more going on outside the doors yeah yeah absolutely <laughs> like it lifts obi-wan not obi-wan anakin's uh betrayal at the end of revenge is much more it goes smoother like you said when the animated stuff because he has a bunch of other things going on in his life mm-hmm. there's a war he's a general he has a padawan that he has kind of mentor you know he's like he's leading soldiers to battle and there's a lot of a lot of fluff into it. Yeah. That makes it more complicated. But excitement level for Mandalorian. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, personally, I don't like Mandalorians. <laughs> you don't like the Mandalorian? I don't like Mandalorian. I don't like bounty hunters in general. But mm. uh, to see Din hopefully kind of find his own path away from the watch, uh, I'm hopeful. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because it kind of feels like in the uh, Mandalorian 2.5 when mm. he gets out ousted. Yeah. And he says, how can I return? And he says, you have to bathe in the waters beneath the temple or whatever uh, bullshit. Yeah, beneath this, the, like, the sands of Mandalore or something. But yeah. it's bombed. Yeah. <laughs> like, you, don't, yeah. Yeah. you get the yeah. sense that he was like, all right, I'm going to figure out a way to do this. Yeah. But if the planet is truly destroyed to the point where it's uninhabitable or it doesn't resemble what it once was, then he's going to be forced to search for his own path. Yeah, Maybe make his own sect of Mandalorian. Yeah, or just go on to the galaxy and raise your kid. Yeah. Like, just to the, to the point, just go, just do what Star Wars does best and just kind of go around and look. Yeah, I'm still not really all that satisfied with how Grogu is mm-hmm. being, you know, played out. Mm-hmm. It's like, 
we know he's Yoda, whatever. He's a, he's a, <laughs> he's a Yoda monster. So we know what he, he can do. Right. So to have him, you know, want train for the Jedi makes sense. But then abandoning his his um his commitment because he missed his quote unquote father. Yeah. Kind yeah. of feels like a little. Yeah. It, the. <sighs> It's hard not to think of the marketing at that point. Yeah. It's hard. It, narrative, like, you're right. He does have, kind of have to learn his powers because, you know, the alternative is going to the dark side and killing people. And he does choke a bunch of people. Yeah, he's essentially a, a walking weapon of mass destruction. Right, right. And if he's Yoda's uh, species, then he has his, his his force count is astronomical. Yeah. Like, the only one who was able to pass Yoda was the chosen one. And he's literally molded by the force. Yeah. So... Yeah, narratively, it makes sense for him to kind of learn his way, or even Din to realize that you know you need your he, son. Yeah, he needs. To, but the popularity of Grogu, and more, most of all, the popularity of Grogu with Mando, mm-hmm. it, it, it oversees logic or just narrative beats. Because that's yeah. what, I, like, yeah, I, I love Grogu, but you know, it, it's becoming a point where you you want to develop these characters. Yeah, it definitely. You definitely get the sense that. Grogu wasn't like what how they're doing it now. Mm-hmm. It wasn't their original plan for him. No, you know they, I guess they were surprised by the popularity. Yeah, and they decided to put him in. I mean, Everything. even in even Boba Fett's show, mm-hmm. he's in there. So <laughs> it's kind of a disservice to not only Boba Fett but come on to the character of, of Grogu, build yeah. him in a way. But again, Star Wars for children. You can't have those complicated lines. No, we can't. Yeah, yeah but Star Mandalorian Wars. season three, <laughs> for sure. Yeah, you excited. Yeah, very, very much so. Or explosions. Pew, pew. <laughs> All right, last, uh, not necessarily a trailer, but it's a featurette. Mm. It's the legacy of Ant Man. Ant Man, which they Makes don't, me they don't show the whole legacy because wasn't he like a wife beater in back in the day? <laughs> you know. <laughs> <laughs> Every time we talk about Ant Man, even back then, you you always bring that. Up. I mean, it's an important part. We shouldn't we shouldn't ignore the history. If you don't learn from it, you're doomed to repeat it. Come That's on. true. That's true. But yes, there, uh, Brazil Comic Con. Yeah, uh, released a special feature, a special look of the of Ant Man in the MCU. Mm-hmm. Spanning back to the first one and his uh, um, involvement in Civil War, Endgame, and all that stuff. Yeah, yeah. And it, it they showed a little bit of footage from uh, Ant Man and the Wasp and the Man Quantumania yeah. or Madness or Qu- Quantumania. Yeah, yeah. And uh, we sh- we saw Kang, which is awesome. We saw yeah. one version of him where he's. Floating down, very you know, crossed arms, stoic. Right, right. Super out of the comics. Yeah. Floating down, <laughs> and then we saw another one without his mask and a scar. Yeah. And he knows what um, S- Scott Lang. Yeah. He's trying to be. Yeah. And then yeah. He, he even like mentions them. He's like, what are you gonna be, Ant Man? Like right? <laughs> yeah. It, it's it's basically a retrospective of what's to come mm-hmm. at the beginning of next year. Yeah, and and like Joel said, there's a, there's some new stuff, but not really too much you you lose about. But my my big deal is that it feels like those things you play for, you know, someone dying. A memorial. You, yeah, a memorial. You know what I mean? <laughs> it, it feels like that, and I'm like, oh no, what's yeah. gonna happen? Well, I mean, you got, you have to. We know this. Looking at things 
outside of uh, outside of like the film and stuff like that mm -hmm. and using uh, extrapolation and stuff like that we could uh, come to the conclusion that Paul Rudd might not be around right. for, uh, for to be Ant-Man that could be his last movie maybe one more who knows but yeah Typically, uh, like a, especially with Marvel, a contract is what five movies. Yeah, and then you're, you're that you're basic from there on out. You're on a movie to movie basis until you die. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> unless you're Scarlett Johansson, you're right. gonna film after you die. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, it's, it's it's very interesting. And then the big question that I have from this is which Kang are we gonna see? Hmm. Because at the end of Loki. Which is, I'm surprised that they haven't done that. We haven't heard anything about Loki season two. No, we have. We have. Yeah, to some extent. Yeah, there's some stills that were released and some. Uh, but nothing like major. Oh, nothing major. now. Nothing major. Yeah. yeah. So um, he said that the one who remains, you know, mm. the, the last Kang, the one who's trying to keep everything in check. Right. The one who's trying to keep the loop because he knows something horrible. Yeah, he knows that the loop. He knows that there's because of the multiverse, there's infinite uh, versions of him out there, and some that are. Not as smart, some that are smarter, some that are not as good, some that are evil, yeah. some that even he fears. Yeah. Which is, okay, we, we know that Kang is going to be the big villain in the next Marvel phase. Yeah. But for this one, is uh, Quantumania part of f phase, phase six? Phase five. Phase five still? Yeah, yeah six? phase five. It's four? the new phase. Phase yeah, five, okay. The, the fourth one is what we're doing, and then yeah, yeah. this is phase five. So which version are, of Kang are we going to see? Yeah, I... Uh, I don't. I feel like it's the at the beginning. Yeah. Yeah, because he it feels like he's he's gathering his forces, right? It feels like he's he's. So it's gonna of, be the big bad. I, I don't know. That's because it goes with the multiverses. That <laughs> what is a what is a big bad given the infinite possibilities of the variations that this person can become? Yeah. Right, like a big bad, like this could be the reasonable one. You know, <laughs> this could be the Kang that it's, he's, he's actually talking to Ant-Man and trying to smooth off some, you know, stuff. Or there could be another Ant-Man who just kills his family as soon as he shows up. Yeah. Like we don't know which Ant-Man, uh, which Ant-Man, which, uh, which Kang it would be. I want to say the former, the more reasonable, you know, the kind of... Speak softly, but carry a big stick kind of mentality, because he has those. He's 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 talking to him, you know, like I can help you. Yeah. And then you look out the window. There's legions of troopers, of military <laughs> outside, and like, do you really have a choice <laughs> to yeah. say no at that point? Yeah, it's um, it's it's weird, you know, like the the concept of of a multiverse is mind boggling of within its own within yeah. its own right, you know, trying to grasp the the basic. Well, not the basic, but the, the concept that there are an infinite amount of, of universes, which means that there's a version of where, like, right now, Ernesto and I are sitting across from each other. But there's a version of us when we're we're sitting opposite each other. Right. We're sitting next to each other. Right. Where I'm Filipino and you're Mexican. Yeah. That, that you know, where I'm white universe. and you're you're white. You know, there's <laughs> it's white. so many there's so many possibilities because the the, the infinite is there. Right. Right, absolutely, and you'll go insane thinking exactly. about every variation. Like, there's a variation where I went left instead of right, mm -hmm. and then just thinking about that splinter off into different things. And yeah. you know, one there's there's one where there's even the possibility of one being exactly the same as that we're living now. Yeah, and I feel sorry for that guy, <laughs> but. <laughs> but yeah, so what when it comes to Kang, it's it's we I don't know if we have seen. Because they haven't went to war with each other, no. and that's what um, the, the he who remains said that 
once they went to war with each other, the worst, worst Kangs are the ones that survived, mm-hmm. right? The ones that who kept trying to, uh, you know, out genocide the other. Out genocide, right? You know, what oh I mean? my God, because it, to to some extent, when does war escalate to that point yeah. where we we no longer see each other as as human beings, or I guess variants of each other, and yeah. just seeing each other as just these these walls that we need to break. Yeah, and, it's World War One being a classic example, you know, yeah. where um, they were just sending, even though they knew it, you were, you know, or meat for the it, grinder. Yeah, exactly. Like you, like uh, at the end of, uh, I forgot, was it at the um, one of the versions of All Quiet of the Western Front? Mm. I said <laughs> the that by the you yeah, by the end of the war, like no real progress was made on either side right and how many millions of people died right so just to see that with kang mm-hmm. just the and he's going to be the main baddie throughout the whole thing so to see the repercussions of that what if what what phase five is is that the the fallout of the war <laughs> you know <laughs> like all this stuff that's going on is repercussions of this greater threat that we have to kind of at the end of Endgame or as it Kang's dynasty. Yeah. Like a dynasty is multiple people. Mm-hmm. So what is that? Multiple generations. Right. So what yeah. does that instill? If each variant has war is a, and learns from the other variant about more like, hey, maybe we should wipe out that village next time. Yeah. Because we lost troops here. Oh my and God. it spirals down. It's horrific so, beyond belief. Yeah. So this Kang that we see might just be the first the first one, the first, they defeat him, but lo and yeah. behold, there's another one taking his yeah, place. The first, oh, and the one that's worse about it is that that one will learn mm-hmm. from the mistakes of the one before. Maybe I shouldn't talk to them. Yeah. Maybe we should just go to war right off the bat yeah. or something like Fuck, that. Fuck, man. That's, that's crazy. And especially like with the essential, the time control that he does have. Mm, he could pop part in, of the TVA. Right? Yeah, he could pop in, in and out at any time he pleases. Yeah. You know? At Thanos, at least you had... You know where he was. Yeah. <laughs> you know, he, he was at war. He was here. He was there. You know, you know. there's a timeline. But Kang, this is the first time we're seeing him yeah. since He Who Remains died. Spoilers for Loki. Did, well, he died, right? Yeah. Did he die? Or yeah, did he just Sylvie, like fade oh, away? Sylvie's, oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, because there's him. given a choice to let the loop keep going or close it. Or close it. And yeah. she chose to close it. And, and even him, he's like, I've never seen... Because he's, he's racked with visions. Mm-hmm. But, oh, not visions, but he's racked with knowing what happens over and over for millennia. So that point was where I don't know what's going to happen next. Yeah. And I was like, that's scary from an omnipotent God <laughs> saying yeah. that. Oh, Jesus Christ. Yeah. Um, but so, yeah, yeah, I'm excited. <laughs> so um, I'm excited. Yeah, it's, um, we know that there's a lot more um, characters and, and actors that in this film. Bill Murray. We, yeah. what, oh. what's he gonna be we, he's gonna be Kang <laughs> <laughs> the Bill Murray version of Kang he's gonna be Kang if he became a comedian <laughs> he was in Stripes <laughs> <laughs> but only Stripes oh, oh my god he just, wasn't yeah just, he, he wasn't in Ghostbusters was Oscar winning yeah, yeah. Just, just Stripes that's all that's all it was um, anyways uh, I've been your host like always thank you for listening uh, my name is Joel, accompanied by my good buddy Ernesto. Hey. He's going to have some fun at Comic-Con today. Yeah, we'll I wish cover him all that the next week. Next right? week, yeah. yes. Uh, thank, thank you for... <laughs> I kind of got lost there for a second. Thank you for listening. Uh, follow us on Twitter, Substack. Uh, email us, you know, if you... If fan, we know that there's people listening to it, and we would like to, to incorporate you into the show. So yep. reach out to us. If anything, any topic of discussion that you want us to discuss, send us an email and we will do our best to do so. But thank you for listening. Like, share, and subscribe. Take care.
Thanks for listening to this week's episode. For show updates, follow us on Substack and Twitter. Links are in the description. You can find new episodes weekly on whichever podcast platform you swore allegiance to.